Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! It wasn't all that long ago that just superheroes in comic books looked impossibly muscular. The men had big barrel chests, arms the size of tanks, and shoulders that couldn't fit through doorways. Now, you don't have to look much further than bodybuilder accounts on Instagram to see that this superhero physique, it's the look. Very big biceps, very big torsos, tiny waists, very voluptuous butts, and very big thighs. I guess it's a little bit Ken doll, but it's almost unrealistic. As with a fictional superpower, it's not easy to get muscles like this by natural means. Experts I spoke to said that there's certain edges that people can take, and that is PEDs, which is performance-enhancing drugs, and steroids. And it basically lets you achieve unattainable physiques. Fox's Alex Abad Santos talked to influencers and experts about men, muscles, and performance-enhancing drugs. So, Alex... I think a lot of us have heard about performance-enhancing drugs before, steroids juicing. But there are a lot of drugs out there that can boost performance. Which PEDs exactly did you focus on? Uh, The two big popular ones are anabolic steroids, which have been around since like the 80s, and the much newer human growth hormone. Anabolic steroids are these synthesized steroids that are synthesized off of testosterone. And the whole goal is to build muscle while decreasing fat. So you get these insane proportions and ratios of muscle to fat. Testosterone naturally occurs in your body, and you can get a prescription for it. There's been a proliferation of these like low T clinics, which cater to people with low testosterone. And when it comes to anabolic steroids, which are the synthesized versions of testosterone, those are all illegal. And what about HGH, human growth hormone? Human growth hormone is a little bit newer. It was used primarily for like kids to make them grow, Um, small kids. (laughs) And then someone figured out that you could use them and get some kind of results, like anti-aging results. Um, But research is still a little bit new on that, on like what the long-term effects of human growth hormone is. So anabolic steroids are illegal. Testosterone can be prescribed by a doctor and so can HGH, but... Otherwise, no one should be using this stuff, right? If you're a normal human male with normal levels, you should not be on these things. So what do we know about the long-term health effects? One of the things I found out, which was really, I didn't really think about, was that doctors said that it's illegal for them to do a medical trial where they pump volunteers full of these drugs. And that's what makes it hard to study, because when you pump volunteers full of these drugs, you're opening them to so much risk later in life. It's like hardened arteries and it's heart failure and it's like susceptibility to stroke. And uh, with human growth hormone, it can accelerate a cancer. And I think that's the most difficult thing to get across is that it's hard to tell someone in their 20s that 
there's heart disease and heart risks and strokes when you're 70 because who cares about it when you're 70? And that's the toughest thing for doctors right now is just to be like, well, it comes with all this risk and the risk doesn't come right away. It's not immediate. And so it's hard to, I guess, balance that. But illegality and serious health risks aside, I'm assuming there's still a pretty big black market for PEDs too. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so (laughs) I'm trying not to encourage people to go to the black market for their PEDs. Um, But (laughs) Vox does not condone you going out to the black market and finding PEDs or steroids. It's almost funny to call it the black market now because doctors and researchers told me that you could go into any serious gym right now and you could find a hookup for anabolic steroids. Um, With HGH, it's a little bit more difficult because there's a prescription attached and doctors are attached to that prescription and it's a little bit easier to regulate. But the difficult thing is that HGH is one of the most popular drugs that falls off the truck. It just goes missing between manufacturing, shipping, and pharmacy. It just disappears. And doctors are like, well, someone's taking it. And aside from like finding the biggest guy in the gym and, and asking him, how is word getting out about PEDs or even sort of this desire to have a superhero body in general? I imagine that the internet and social media must be making some of these exchanges easier. It might be making that image more desirable for some men. So it's pretty easy to find lots of discussion on it. There's like Reddit forums, there's bodybuilding forums, there's all kinds of uh, conversations about steroids and PEDs happening. I think in a different world, like 20 years ago would probably be happening in a gym or like with friends. But I think now that we're all connected, it makes it so much easier to talk about these things. There's a very mainstream culture about it. So as you mentioned, using steroids and other performance enhancing drugs to get bigger, faster and stronger isn't new. How did PEDs become popularized? Yeah, so PEDs, I think like in the 80s and 90s, we had these bodybuilders like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Steroids are taken uh, eight or nine, ten weeks before a competition. It's not a healthy thing to do, but uh, it, it's being used. Did you, did you take them? I take them. I took them, yeah, up until the competition, uh, eight or nine weeks before a competition. And uh, it was something that everybody had to do in order to get an equal chance to, uh, you know, to compete. That also spilled out into the movies, like Sylvester Stallone and those 80s action movies. Like, everyone was so jacked and, like, they were so pumped up. And I think like what happened in the 90s, I mean, for me, it was like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and the big baseball home run stuff. Down the left field line, is it enough? Gone! There it is! 62! Touch first, Mark! You are the new single season home run king! I remember Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, they were in this home run race, and it was obviously great for their careers. For them and a lot of other pro athletes, using these drugs kind of helped them make more money. Is is that proving to be true now that it's kind of spilled out into social media and the internet? One of the funny things I was told was that making movies isn't professional baseball. Like, no one cares. Like, <laughs> there's no regulation. Like, you're not going to get in trouble for doing it unless someone finds out. And I think when it comes to making these giant movies and also television shows and also all kinds of just like, if you're on camera, uh, it's a business decision. It's like, okay, well, you have to look this big, this crazy, this wild, this like you, your muscles need to pop. You're part of the marketing scheme. And it's just like the entire the entire project rests on you. 
broken down into smaller things. It's uh, when you see stuff on Instagram. And I think one of the things that happen that comes up a lot is Instagram influencers. You know how they make all their money off of sponsorships. And one of the things that's happening right now is people are calling out like fitness influencers who are using the PEDs and attaining those sponsorships, but then are selling product out. And so I think there's a little bit of like, well, yes, this is a business decision. You're making a lot of money off of your body and you're selling it on the internet and you're not being fully transparent with how you got there, how you're getting this, but you're still selling product. Well, I'm curious, Alex, knowing all the health and legal risks, the men that you talked to, how did they they weigh this danger versus benefit? What, what were they saying about kind of potentially sacrificing their health later in life so that they could make some money and uh, look like Captain America today? (laughs) Well, one of the actors I spoke to was like, yeah, I I was during the pandemic. I did a cycle of steroids and afterward I booked seven TV jobs. He was just like, I'm having more sex. I'm happier. I look better. I feel great. And so I think that is a lot to weigh. Like the problem is, and doctors are really struggling with this is like how to iterate like what happens in the long term what happens when you're 40 what happens when you're 50 are we going to have a generation of men who are like having heart attacks who are having heart failures who are having strokes because we can't get across that hey whatever feels great right now is going to have really big long-term risk it's very difficult to tell someone that looking hot right now is going to hurt you when you're 70, when someone could just say, yeah, who knows? What if I'm going to live to 70? Who knows if I'm going to have a heart fail? Like I, I could have a heart attack at 70 and not take steroids. So I think that is the big balance is just trying to weigh those very, very real risks with um, very, very real results. And I personally think it's especially concerning that we don't even know the full extent to the risks because doctors can't even research a lot of this legally. So in that reality, how do we go about minimizing harm? Yeah, I think it has stumped doctors. And the only thing that we can say, or they keep saying is that like, hey, yeah, we still don't know what all this stuff is going to do to you. Like it's hard for us to study. It's illicit. It's illegal. The bodybuilders who were taking the steroids in the 80s and 90s are only getting middle age now. Like they're only seeing the effects now. Um, one of the leading doctors who studies steroids was like, yeah, this kind of reminds me of the connection between like lung cancer and smoking. They didn't really connect the two until years down the line. And they were just like completely like mortified about like the amount of people that it affected. And so I think for them, that's they kind of feel like they're on this crest of like, okay, well, we're really nervous that there's going to be a generation of men who are on these things. And so doctors kind of feel like that we're just hitting like the tip of the iceberg. Like it's it might get a lot worse. And what they're saying is that just please do not. It is not worth the risks and not putting and not worth the heart disease, the risk for stroke, all that stuff for what could feel like instant gratification now. 